Welcome everybody into the podcast. It's June 9th, 2020. That right there is Rob. That's Jordan. I'm Ryan, and we have a great show for you this week. Welcome to the Reality Fantasy Football Podcast. Delvin Cook might hold out. Devontae Freeman and the Bucks seem to be something both parties want. And we're going to look at a few third-year wide receivers on the podcast this week. Follow us on Twitter at RealityFFP. We hope you enjoy the show, everybody. Let's get into these nuggets. How are Rob and Jordan? I'm, I'm good. If someone were to say to me that I misjudged my um, timing as for the amount I spent in the sun this weekend, they're probably right. I got a bit of a burn. A little bit? A little bit of a burn. It's gotten better since the weekend, though. Like it's it's calming down a little. I felt like a red tomato in a bit. I thought it was a cool filter you had on your screen. Yeah, it's the red tomato in the vegetable aisle. The tomato filter. <laughs> Let's get into NFL news. Number one here, Matt Ryan thinks that Todd Gurley will be an awesome fit with the Falcons. Uh, I'll give you a quote of what he was saying. Uh, Matt Ryan talking about Todd. I've gotten to work with him, and he's awesome. Really, really good guy, a hard worker. He's super smart. The stuff I, w- I was telling him one day, the next day, he had it done. I was really impressed with his ability to retain information. You don't have to tell him twice. He's on it. Uh, that might be a good thing as we go into this offseason with not a lot of practice on a new team, you know? Hmm. Uh, everything he was saying were things you would expect from Todd Gurley, right? Like, yeah, he's been a professional running back in the NFL for a few years. He should be able to get plays down and understand what his quarterback wants. There's nothing in there about his health, though. Yeah. <laughs> we all know we all know Todd Gurley is an awesome quarterback, I and mean, that he knows what he's doing out there. Is he a good quarterback too? He's a, he's an amazing quarterback. Can he throw the ball? <laughs> he's a great. <laughs> Did I say quarterback? Yeah, you never, you never know. He could be. Well, Matt Ryan. I mean, Matt Ryan's teaching him stuff, so I think that's you, the point of it. All. You know what I mean, though? Like we all know he's an awesome running back. He knows what he's doing at the position, so that's not what we're worried about as football fans. Yeah, I think being smart is key. Obviously, I think being smart, um, talent isn't ever the issue, but durability is. But I was looking at his numbers. He's only missed. He missed two games, 2018, two, two games in 2017. And he only missed one game last year. So it's, everyone thinks that he's so injured, myself included. Everyone thinks he's so injury prone and that he's always riding the pine. But I think that was more of a coaching decision than it was necessarily his, his um, strengths or his due to physical problems or, you know, it was more just a coaching decision. Um, Matt Ryan, they're both veterans, like you said. They both uh, know what they're doing. A new system, but if if Matt Ryan's teaching them the ways of the Atlanta Falcons and he's picking it up, the arrow's pointing up for me. Like I can see him fitting in well. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. Like you were saying, last year was the weird year. The year before that, we all knew he was hurt. You said it was coaching decisions. That's really the... million question 
was it coaching decisions or was there something wrong with the guy? Because there seemed like there was lots of opportunities where he should have been out on the field when McVay pulled him back and put one of the other guys in. So was that just coaching? If so, then Atlanta is going to be in for an awesome offensive year because if Gurley can be back to what we know Gurley is, awesome. So and the I guess time will tell on that. And the fact that they – they're all in on, we've spoke about it before. They're all in on this guy. Like they don't have, as of now, they haven't signed anyone else. So it's Todd Gurley or bus. Like it's, they are all in on Todd Gurley. So they have to, are they going to run him to the ground? And an interesting stat as well is that Freeman in 2019 had 70 targets, 70 targets. So if, if Gurley, can turn those targets and they're going to use them in the passing game. Cause I can't see uh evil Smith or Brian Hill, like the depth charts, nil, like there's nothing there. So you're right. If Gurley's right, then if he can get those targets, good night. But, and it is true. Like they kind of are, they're showing by their actions that they really do trust this guy. Like you, like you mentioned, Jordan, they haven't, signed any backups to to come in there and challenge so hey they know more than we do just from volume alone he's gonna get pretty much all red zone he's gonna get all passing game third downs he's gonna get the short yards like he's gonna take a beating so if he wasn't hurt coming into the season he's gonna be hurt <laughs> at the end of the season if if that's their plan it's it's just too much for a guy who's you know he's only 25 though so Still a this is a, this is a huge pivotal season for Todd Gurley's career. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there's and any question about that. He could he could change some fantasy teams. Whoever gets him late, he's going to fall in drafts and man, if he is anything like what he used to be in the Falcons offense, he could be a league winner if he's if he stays healthy. That's right. He could be that guy that we're all kicking ourselves halfway through the year for letting pass us couple times in the draft and the way that when he was good 2017-18 the Rams had a similar team to what the Falcons have now like they had the good they had Cooks they had uh, a lot of the good wide receivers and they had a good running game they had a decent quarterback it's kind of a similar situation as to what Gurley's coming into now with Atlanta if not Mm -hmm. better so If as long as he can stay healthy and they don't kill him by like just throwing him out there all the time, he's he's gonna make uh, a lot of people happy, both Atlanta Falcon fans and fantasy owners. Agreed. Sounds good. Let's move on to our next one here. Uh, Adam Shine for NFL Network. He has his uh, nine NFL bandwagon teams to hop aboard in 2020 Uh, maybe we don't have much to say about this he's got uh, bills bucks cowboys browns colts cards broncos Bengals, and panthers is anything any team stick out there for you guys uh, as a bandwagon team that maybe even for fantasy you're hoping to get uh, a piece of yeah i mean they're all on that list for a reason they're all awesome uh options i mean those are teams that maybe even if you don't normally keep an eye on them uh throughout the season these are teams you're going to want to be watching because they're going to be fun teams they've got a lot of exciting players and upside 
Um, personally, I've always kind of been a bit of a fringe Colts fan already, and I really like what they've done. I think uh, Philip Rivers is going to be fun to watch there and get the guys fired up and uh, awesome rookie running back. So that could, that could be one of the, the fun teams to watch this year for sure. And fantasy-wise as well, grab some of those guys because they should be scoring lots of touchdowns. Yeah, it's amazing that um, the most televised games or the, the most primetime games is the Cowboys, which is to be expected, but Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay goes from like barely ever seen unless you have the NFL network to having like think five primetime games in the upcoming season. It's the Tom Brady effect. So either you're going to be watching the games because you've been able to get a piece of that Tampa Bay pie. Or you're going to be watching and hoping that Tampa Bay sucks because the guy uh, you're playing against has them. So either way, I think Tampa Bay is going to be followed by a lot of teams. Myself, personally, I, I'm i looking forward to um, seeing Dallas. I remember the my first player ever drafted in fantasy football was Marion Barber. And ever since then, I've kind of followed the Cowboys. I wouldn't say I'm a, a fan by any means, but I've followed them. And what they've even with Des Bryant there, and I liked Aikman. This year, I think this team is going to be comparable to how they were at the the greatest time that they when they were great with Irving, Witten, and like all those guys. Emmett Smith. They have a makeup to be a very exciting, very exciting team to watch. But if they start, and if they start seven and zero, eight and zero, they are gonna conquer the nfl headlines it's pretty much america's team it's gonna be cowboys super bowl champions yeah even when they're not great they don't exactly yeah and with Dak's um contract coming up the situation and uh their wide receivers that they added they still got elliot the defense is good i'm looking forward to watching some cowboys games on the flip side the Bengals. if burrow's not good I can't see them being fun to watch. No, that it all that that one all hinges on Burrow. Yeah, because Mixon like, may hold out. If he's awesome or plays really great, then sure they could be exciting. But like you said, yeah, if, if he stinks, I'll go back to hating the Bengals. I'll never watch a Bengals game. <laughs> I never watch Bengals. Them in their jerseys, their their uh, nice jerseys. I just a lot hinges on on. Um, I mean, the cards we've talked about that, and they're going to be good. Yeah, on this list is cards, good. bills. I mean, those are car- those are the the main ones people are going to be hyping up this year. So the Bengals, we'll even if, yeah, even if Burrow's half decent, I can't see a lot of people tuning in to to see the Bengals. In my opinion, not that they're bad. I just maybe it's their jersey. I I feel like I feel like with the Bengals and the Panthers too. There's so much unknown going into this season. Uh, with Joe Burrow coming in for the Bengals, Panthers, whole new coaching staff, never been seen on the NFL level. Uh, maybe they are exciting, both of those teams, but we just don't know, eh? Yeah. I'll give it a couple of weeks before I, I'll I'll flip there on a commercial break or something. <laughs> Let's see what right. happens first. Right on. Let's move on. Uh, just today it came out that Delvin Cook says he will hold out of all team activities if no reasonable deal is offered. Man, do you think that he goes full on with this or is this just words? What do you think? How many guys that do this, does it actually materialize in them holding out? 
I mean, we've had a few examples, right? Recently. Melvin Gordon. Yep, Melvin Gordon. He Le'Veon lasted Bell. the longest. Bell, Zeke Elliott, a couple games. Um, so, I mean, it's not complete empty words. So, if this continues up to closer to fantasy football drafts, then hello, Alexander Madison. His stock's going to go... It's going to go all uh, Tesla on us. I, what's a reasonable offer? Like, that's what kills me is, okay, I, I'm reasonable. Yeah, but 20, uh, how can you, what is the judge of reasonable? Maybe the, they feel like they're paying him and they want to pay him more once his contract's up. Like, when you sign the contract, that's what, yeah, what is it? He has just one year. This is his last year, right? This is his contract year. So why not just play? Just play, play it out, prove him wrong. And make it earn your money. Like, who's to say if it's reasonable or not reasonable? His his idea of reasonable is obviously not. Yeah, he's just using he's using the leverage he has, and he knows he's kind of I don't know. Maybe he's not. I kind of view him as injury prone a little bit. I mean, all every running back has that potential, but I think he's just trying to use the leverage he has to get a payday. These guys don't play very long, especially a running back. So I I can see both sides of it. Madison himself isn't he's picture of health either. Yeah. So I think the guy to to see how the preseason, if we get a preseason, is Boone. Like when he played last year, the last three games, the last three games, he had three touchdowns. Like he's not he's not a, a terrible running back. He can he could go in there. He he played he had a six hundred sixty yard game versus the Packers from So keep an eye on this is something to, to keep an eye on going into preseason and and if really and holding out only kills the running back it doesn't hurt the team if you have a replacement look what happened that's exactly it that's exactly it that's why i don't understand how these guys don't learn from these past few running backs that have done it been like hey especially when alexander madison and boone have both proven to be you know very good running backs in the time that they've spent with the ball last year Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you can't argue with the team's perspective either. When you think of the last few running backs that have got the big payday, what happened to Todd Gurley after he got paid? What happened to David Johnson after he got paid? What happened to Le'Veon Bell after he got paid? You know, you shell out all this huge money for a running back, and then they fall off that cliff. So you see it from both sides, but man, if if the Vikings have a quality guy already there. Maybe they don't want to take the chance and they just say, Hey, sit out Dalvin. Sit out Dalvin. Don't come back till you're ready to play. That's what I would say. And cut your hair because of Melvin Gordon. That's what's happening. Everyone with long hair wants to hold out. Barbershop. Is that what it is? I think so. (laughs) The COVID hair. It's going to cause so many lockouts. I love Dalvin cook. This for holdouts. Yeah. It hurts me. Like, uh, why not just play? I like the guy. The guy's insane. Like, he's an amazing running back. Just you need to make the paper. Yeah, make the paper while you're playing the game. Making the paper doesn't do anything if you're sitting at home. You're reading the paper. You're not making the paper. <laughs> if the game was played on paper. <laughs> It'd be a very small game. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> My 40 time would be awesome. Yeah. Oh, well. We'll see what happens. At this point, it's kind of just meaningless chatter probably it's still get the ball rolling very early well let's hope he comes back because he's 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 one of those uh he's one of those game changers for fantasy football you have delvin cook 
you're you're in good shape. Let's move on to the next one here. Uh, Devonte Freeman watch. We're calling it now. With Devontae Freeman, now he's telling the Bucs that they should come get him. Bruce Arians is saying they'd love to have him, but they just don't have the money. So that all makes sense. But does it does it worry any of us that, uh, you know, these other guys that they have on their team, Ronald Jones, they drafted uh, Vaughn. Are we, are we worried about those guys if Bruce Arians is out there actively trying to get Devontae Freeman? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. My worry's up for sure. I mean, if I was a Bucks fan and I didn't give a crap about my fantasy team, it'd be awesome. Like, yes, get Devonta Freeman, please, because he's another great running back. You can add to this insane offense they already have. But fantasy-wise, it's just going to completely muddy the water. Like, Keyshawn Vaughn's stock had started to fly up. Um, even Ronald Jones getting getting some love still, but it's going to k- kill their value. And on top of that, I don't think Freeman would have a lot of value fantasy wise either. Like it would just be one of those situations where you didn't really know who you wanted um, until maybe a few games in the season you might get a clearer picture. But going into drafts, yikes! Fantasy wise, it'd be a mess. I think that no matter what, until Vaughn loses the job or until Vaughn proves that he's not. Uh, capable of being the starter and being a uh, pass blocking receiver. This is the same arenas, the same coach who went on and on saying that they got their guy, that they, you know, they see potential in him. He's a three down back. So I, I of course, every team wants a Devonte Freeman to come in and, and to teach the young guys and like Jones and Vaughn, like how combined age is under 45. I think Yeah, that's true. So of course you want Freeman, but it's I don't I don't see him coming in as being a three down back. I think it's more of a mentorship to help them out, to put them in maybe in game situations, like uh, when the game's on the line, something like that. Do you think I, that I, he would go there if that was the case? No, I think Freeman is Freeman is he's holding out to be a starter. He's the McCoy of last year. When McCoy wanted to be the starter, he wanted. I don't want to. I don't want to back up anyone. I still got juice. You know what I mean? So the difference is Freeman's still pretty young, he, but he's hurt. He's been yeah. hurt. He's been he hurt a lot for a while. No, I agree. I just, I, I just think it's a it's a red flag fantasy wise if they sign him because, like Ryan said, I don't think Freeman would sign there unless he had some kind of um, verbal something from Bruce Arians that he was going to get some playing time. He's not going there just to, you know, pump up the rookies and get, give them high fives and slap their butts on the sidelines. He's going there to play football if he does. Yeah. That's, but how do you do that? How do you pay a running back that much money? Like they're saying, sure, we'll take you, but we're not paying you for, so they're not going to pay him to be a starting running back because they don't want him to be a starting running back. They want to pay him, to be the fill-in guy. To but be, they're also not paying either of their other running backs. Because they want to see what they can do. I think Vaughn, until Vaughn loses it, or when John, Jones had the opportunity, he played pretty good. But they drafted Vaughn. They were happy to get Vaughn. They said that he can stay on the field for all, uh, all three downs. It's just, I think, a matter of the old guy in the room thinking that he can party with the young guys. And, and you're right. He's not old. 
but he's he's got a lot of tread on the tires. I don't think they. This is a season where they want to experiment and be like, you know, can these rookie running backs? We'll give them a few few weeks and see if they can get the job done. Tom Brady is not going to stand for that. If they can get a guy like Freeman that Brady can trust, that is experienced, if he's getting the job done, I think Freeman will carry most of the load because this is a season they're going all chips in. They're going for the Super Bowl. They don't want Brady's only got a couple years left. Right. They're not going to be like, oh, we'll take a loss or two because we're going to try with these rookie running backs. No, No way. So would you rather sign Freeman who missed like all of 2018 or play the guy who's younger and who's has potential to be an instant. yeah I, I think they will and if they have him i think they will kind of play all three of them and, and see what they have but i bet you when push comes to shove and they're in a situation where a mistake cannot be made it's going to be freeman on the field and a lot of that's going to come down to tom brady too yeah i think that the, the rookies that were drafted this like with the older guys i keep saying older but it's all relative yeah, it's it's a worst year to be a running back looking for a job because of all the teams who needed a running back drafted running back. That they is drafted true. Them high, and they have, they want this guy, so they're willing to get him to go. You look at Ingram and in Dobbins. I could see uh, Vaughn and Freeman work that kind of way mm-hmm. if they're saying what they want. It's just a matter I, of that. I do agree with. I think if if it does happen, Ronald Jones will be the odd man out. He'll mm-hmm. be the third wheel. Uh, an interesting team that I was thinking of, where Freeman, but I've never heard anything about this, is the Raiders, Las Vegas, because Jacobs was taken out a loss of a lot of passing down. They've lost their passing down back. I think Freeman would be a good fit for the Raiders if he was willing to just a Gruden guy. Just go there, and he could, he could whittle away on Jacob's touches if and work himself into a timeshare. As I think that is more probable than um, going to Tampa Bay, where they have two young guys that are could be one two, and then you're kind of the third guy. At the Raiders, you only have Jacobs, and you could come in to be the passing down back. I actually think what what you said earlier about the draft this year applies to the Raiders too, though. You know they brought in Lynn Bowden, and he's gonna he's gonna fill in that role. Yeah, and so. I mean, yeah, it, and Jalen Richard is still there, but yeah, I I think what Freeman probably ends up doing is just waiting for a big guy to get hurt, waiting for an injury, and then he'll he'll jump in there, get signed by that team, and and that would money. suck, eh? Imagine being like, man, I can't wait till some guy gets hurt, then I can slide in there. It's like going to a wedding, scoping out all the like married couples and being like, man, I can't wait till these people get divorced because I'm going to slide in there. Like it's just you're, you're preying on, on problems or, or I don't know. It, it would just suck. Just earn your way. If you're going to a wedding, it's like a notepad. <laughs> keep, an eye, keep an eye out for that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh... Note to self, leave notepad at home. <laughs> I got a question for you guys. Who is your top third year wide receiver? So guys like Calvin Ridley, Cortland Sutton, DJ Moore, DJ Chark, 
could even throw Michael Gallup in there. Who are your top third-year wide receivers? Would you not love to have like every one of those guys in your fantasy team? What a stinking draft year that was. Um, we threw a uh, poll up today on our Twitter, and DJ Moore is just crushing the poll. I think there's like five, four or five guys listed, and DJ Moore is far and away uh, the number one. Um, and I agree with that. I mean, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to him last year, but he had a phenomenal season. Uh, he missed the last couple games, basically. Um, besides that, he was only under 10 fantasy points, like three times all year. If he had have played those last two games and scored his average fantasy points for the season, he would have been a top 10 wide receiver last year. So he's almost there. His biggest thing is the touchdowns. He had four touchdowns and two came in one game. So if he can get an extra touchdown or two, play a full season, he could very easily make the jump right into a top 10 running back. I mean, he was almost already there um, on average-wise. So DJ Moore, he's, uh, he's hot and there's a reason for it. Jordy, what do you think? I was thinking about Moore, but you touched on it. Does the touchdown scare me? So my number one out of that group that we had on the poll at Reality FFP is Ridley. I think this guy is going to be is a huge part of the Falcons' offense. He missed three games last year. He's averaged 92, 93 targets a game. Um, he's had seven and 10 touchdowns in those two years. He has another full year with Matt Ryan. Um, with DJ Moore, it scares me with Bridgewater being able to start there. You just can't throw um, your starting wide receiver a new quarterback given the circumstances and expect him to do as well as he has before. He's a great athlete, great team. The offense is geared towards him, but with Ridley, the pass that he has with Matt Ryan and the offense as a whole getting better, I think Ridley's going to going to finish a top, at least top 10 between five, 10 um, wide receiver and PPR, especially I did like Sutton and I, I would rank him at three right now right now but the things i'm hearing about Locke and um judy mm -hmm. that kind love of affair yeah this is scared <laughs> me a little and when Locke started the last five games um sutton only had two touchdowns and it was in the same game so sutton might not be Locke's. and then with the like Locke was starting to go to fant a lot more um now they have melvin gordon there might not be enough balls for Sutton to be as a re as relevant as he was last year. So I love Ridley. I love Ridley and Gallup. Gallup's another guy. Those those guys are just so they're all kind of the same to me too. Like Sutton, Ridley, Gallup. I actually found it um, surprising the the results from the poll. DJ Moore got sixty one percent, followed by Ridley and Sutton. At 16%, and then DJ Chark at 7%. Out of all these guys, DJ Chark was the best last year, and he has the least amount of change going into this year. So, how is, is, are people sleeping on DJ Chark this year? The only change he has is he's going to Jay Gruden as an offensive coordinator. Yeah. Which, that's, is a good thing. That's a great point. I mean, even last year when Chark was getting it done, he wasn't really getting the respect. 
um, like the fantasy league that that we're in. I think you had him, and like to try to move him, you should have been able to get so much more value. But people just didn't respect it. They kept waiting for the big fall to come. I know I did, and it never happened. Like he stayed consistent all year, and like you say, nothing's really changed there. It maybe in fact he he's going to be on a better offense for him. These guys, these third year guys, are just all awesome. Yeah, that what a. Atlanta this year has the easiest schedule for wide receivers. So that's another reason why I, I think Ridley, uh, Carolina, I believe, is number two. It, uh, just DJ Moore is insane. He is a top. But with the new quarterback. Uh, You're right. It's the touchdown thing, Jordan. You're right. Like Ridley is Ridley will get the touchdowns. He, he, they go to him. And with uh, CMC, Carolina, he takes all the damn touchdown so yeah it's not really fair for dj Moore, really it's not should, fair sure we give him give him a few and kirk was another guy i believe we had him i'm out of all of them i would probably try to pass on him a little bit i mean with with uh arizona all the offense there with hopkins coming to town that's a big yeah deal. Mm-hmm. same with gallup you know with them drafting cd lamb uh maybe puts him down a little bit but man, they they could all be good. I worry about. Uh, I actually worry about more. You got Teddy Bridgewater coming in. You have an entirely new coaching staff coming in. We have no mm-hmm. idea what that offense is going to look like. Well, outside of what they did in in college, but on the NFL level, we just don't know. I'll tell you what their offense looks like. Christian McCaffrey, all the time. <laughs> that's, <laughs> just that's a picture their of offense. His face. Yeah, exactly. You know what though. To me, I think they they have a better quarterback this year. Um, Allen, I don't think Allen was that great. I think Teddy Bridgewater could be a better quarterback, uh, and I think the new offense, if anything, might help him. It might hinder CMC a little bit. Again, time will tell. But DJ Moore is an ultra talented wide receiver. He came in massive hype, amazing college wide receiver. So. I like him a lot, and and as well, Ridley and Chark, those would be my three. The other guys, as you guys have both mentioned, have a few question marks beside them. So, uh, again, I like I like those those three guys as the ones to get this year. I th- I just I I don't feel so bad about Gallup. I don't feel bad about him at all. I right now Gallup and Sutton are kind of I had uh, Sutton a lot higher going into draft when they took judy okay a little bit down but then you hear the reports about and then they drafted the tight end uh they've drafted more wide receivers uh, how like it just seems like sutton's gonna be their their big guy but is there enough for the big guy to get fed on a consistent basis and then the red zone Locke didn't really look to him too much there's more fan the tight ends and they have Lindsay there they got gordon Gallup, I... It's just always about the Broncos, eh? No, I mean, we're talking about stuff. Oh, like, I, I... <laughs> Start talking about Gallup, next thing you know, it's Broncos. Because I'm saying they're on the same page. <laughs> I would, I, I, I'm saying they're about the same. They're about the same. Uh, I think Gallup has... Dak's going to air it out this year. He's going he's gonna to have something to prove for that. For, for all those guys to do what everyone thinks they're going to do in Dallas, Dak is going to be quarterback play. one. He's going to have all three downs. 
Uh, those three guys do how everybody's projecting them to do. He's got to be quarterback one. Yeah. Like, he has everybody's to. getting 10 touchdowns. A game. That's a game. They're going to be that's eight. break no. some records. I'm, I don't have it in front of me, but guarantee that's going to break <laughs> some records. I'd put money on it. Pull up uh, NFL reference. Check that stat. All right. Well, hey, guys, we are at the end now. Hopefully, everyone enjoyed the episode. If you did enjoy it, please share, review, and subscribe to the podcast uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. We'll be back next Tuesday with another show. Rob and Jordan, thank you very much. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Until next week. Have a good week. <laughs>